Good morning. Uh, today's topic is a church for everyone. The Bible passage we're going to be looking at is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 31. I'm going to read from the NIV. Just as a body, though one, has many parts. Sorry, just lost my place. Just has the body though one has many parts but all its many parts form one body so it is with christ for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body whether jews or gentiles slave or free and we were all given the one spirit to drink even so the body is not made up of one part but of many now the foot should say because i'm not a hand I do not belong to the body. I would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, I would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? In fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the hand cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable, are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving great honour to the parts that lack it. So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, the gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, who all work miracles, who all have gifts of healing, who all speak in tongues, who all interpret, and eagerly desire the greater gifts. Love is indispensable, and yet, I will show you the most excellent way. Before we start going into uh, the message, let's, um, let's pray. God, how almighty you are, how beautiful you are, how magnificent you are. And everything we can see, how you have orchestrated things to glorify your holy name. From the bird that tweaks the morning song to the moon which lights up the night sky. We are sorry for the way we sometimes forget that you are the one, the creator and director of all things. At times we do not put you first. We do not seek wholeheartedly your ways. God, I thank you that you have knitted each one of us to be gifted and talented, be a blessing to you. I thank you that each one of us is called into your body, called to have unique and communal intimacy with you. I pray as we explore your words, they may bring a life of living waters to bless you. 
bring us closer to you and to encourage us to love others as you did. Amen. In this passage, we have a very good analogy of what the body of Christ, the church, should look like. The writer of this letter is the Apostle Paul. He's writing to a church which he planted in the busy city of Corinth, a city known for a mixture of prosperity and culture, rife with vice. Paul in this letter is setting the scene for how the church should operate, how it should be a church for everyone without division, using a leadership style which was radical for its time, and still to this day a refreshing way to view the life of following Christ, a way of love. As I was considering what I might say this morning, I began reflecting on the differing plays many of us have seen or participated in over the years at St. Philip's Church, or may have seen at other theatrical plays. The high quality, often of the presentations, and the significance that each person on stage and behind the stage has in its delivery. As I pondered this thought, I ended up doing a very quick Google search to see how many personnel positions are listed in the theatrical performances. As an average, the modest list came back as 62 positions. But this is bearing in mind that each, base is, each position is based on one person filling that post. But as we know, each play has numerous fillings for every position. Just think of the number of actors often involved on the stage. And that's without the backstage crew and many others. It is a job of the leading decisions, such as that of the directors, the producers and other management, to match the right person for the right role, and a role for every person. Each person is truly vital to one another to deliver a good play. Performance which displays abilities to present the scriptwriter's message. I should imagine the social background of those holding the role is rarely considered as that significant. Whereas what would be considered is an array of differing skills, characteristics and gifts that each person brings to that team. Mistakes can take place. Sometimes these are enjoyed by laughing over them. Sometimes they are lessons to be learned. Sometimes the audience themselves will empathise with mistake made. You know, these are acceptable things in theatrical plays. But surely, where there is disunity, where there is a, a lack of respect for each person's uh, role and position within that team, if observed, it will be dis uh, present a dismal play, and the whole message itself will be ruined. Every person is needed to fulfil their role using their unique talent and gift. See, in this passage, we can see Paul carries a similar concern for the church of Corinth, using words like, for we were all that each person is seen as important and vital in the coming together of the church. That it made no difference their social positioning or in the significance of how intimately connected God wants them to be connected to him through the body of the church. That each of his children, those born of the spirit, baptised by one spirit to form one body, beautifully gifted to be significant to that body. A baptism that unites us rather than divides us. A baptism brought about by believing in Jesus. A baptism which brings us nourishment and a new way of life based on Jesus. Life with purpose, life with a gift, which brings purpose in his body, the church. Paul expresses the importance of the gift to that of a hand, an ear, a foot, 
or any other part of the human body, as each part is vital and very significant to each other. As verse 18 tells us, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wants them to be. So it's not a gift which is to be exaggerated or undermined, but a gift given to you by God to be part of this body. Paul says in verse 24, God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it. So there should be no division in the body, but its parts should have equal concern for each other. God himself has his church and placed everybody in that church. In the list that Paul gives in this passage, he lists eight different roles, a mixture of gifts. See, some today still become quite confused about this list. They see it as one of hierarchy. Missing the whole point that Paul is saying it is about appreciating our own gifts and also those of others. Each one of us brings together something of value to the body, something God-given, something special, something unique. We are called to worship God in ones and in unity. In the words of the Christian author and speaker, Jenny Erickson Tada, believers are never told to become one. We already are one and we're expected to act like it. In the words of the song, bind us together, there is only one God, there is only one King, there is only one body. That is why we sing. As like in the theatre, in the script is written for the performers. So is the good news, the gospel written for us to live out in the life of St. Swithin's. A message of love, of hope, of belonging, of purpose, of salvation. Just as the director chooses the roles based on the skill sets of the cast, God, through his spirit, has placed a unique gift in each of us. Just as the producer is paid out for his play, so Jesus is paid out with his blood. So I ask you this morning, what part are you playing? What gift has God given you? How as a church are we seeking to involve each and every person into the body? And how do we seek to present the message given to St. Swithin's to the rest of the world? Let's conclude in prayer. This is a prayer from an Anglican Roman Catholic Committee um, pamphlet. Heavenly Father, you have called us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, to continue his work of reconciliation and reveal you to the world. Forgive us the sins which tear us apart and give us the courage to overcome our fears and to seek that unity which is your gift and your will. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen.